I fly with the stars in the skies I am no longer trying to survive I believe that life is a prize but Thanks for tuning in to Bravo's Educating episode 55 Um, good luck and good night Thanks In this very moment, I'm king. In this very moment, I slay Goliath with a sling. This very moment, I bring, put it on everything. Oh my god, yes. Time for bed, sport. Lights out, bud. Yep. Hard R. Hard R. Hard R. Please, hard R, hard R, hard R. Yes, 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 yes. <sighs> Give it to me, baby. Hard R, hard R, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God motherfucking damn! God motherfucking damn! God motherfucking damn! God motherfucking damn! <laughs> God, God motherfucking damn! I'm really sad, uh, Gabe's, uh, biological stepfather died, 
<clears throat> rest in peace. I'm his uh, real stepfather. I'm his real non-biological stepfather. Okay? And so I wanted to speak on behalf of his fake stepfather and just say a few words, you know? Uh, he was a fucking idiot. You know, but uh, not really that much dumber than your average, believe it or not. He's just barely above the threshold for what would have been considered retarded. Unfortunately, he just fell through the cracks, you know. He just ended up being the dumbest, uh, on the dumbest end of, like, the acceptable spectrum of, of intelligence or, or whatever, you know. And I'm not saying that's what causes death, but, you know, you know, I don't think it takes a dumb person to figure out that you can point a gun at a cop and uh, and they'll shoot you if you want to die. If that's what you if that's what you want, um, I don't think it takes a genius to figure that out. All right, just a thought, just a thought. Not even a real gun. If you're broke, it's fine. Anyway, um, yeah, he's gone. Okay, and that makes me the last uh, surviving parent of of Gabriel Geraldo Rivera. And, uh, you know, that's, that's good for me. That's good for me. Cause I, you know, uh, I get everything. I get it all. I, I have this wonderful estate now, this wonderful empire. I have this lovely crew neck soaked with the blood of three different people and the bullets of surprisingly the same cop. I don't know what, I don't know why, uh, it's the same cop every time, <laughs> but it, but it is. Ooh, what's that? Am I? <laughs> Oy vey! <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> Shalom, my guy. Oh fuck. Well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't prepare much because because I I don't know I never had a, a good relationship with with either Gabe or his his real stepfather, um, but you know I, I hate kids I hated kids you know I hated kids before I met yeah, Gabe's mom uh, I hated kids uh, after meeting Gabe's mom and while marrying Gabe's mom who had a kid the whole time I hated the kid. And, uh, you know, I, I tried as hard as I could to make him grow up real quick because uh, I thought that was the only... <laughs> I, look, I look so good. I, <laughs> I thought it was the only thing uh, that would uh, 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 save him, you know, from being a fucking faggot. Uh, being a real man because he wasn't going to get that uh, from uh, uh, watching TV the way I did. I learned to be a man from watching enough television you know there's not enough you know rough and tough ro role models on television it's all gays and fairies and queers right because um woke agenda and uh you know frogs are gay right by the way uh if you haven't heard there's a uh, smoking gun proof that uh covid was fake and so are a lot of things uh, just check out this site. You might not have heard of it. It's called Infowars.com. Okay, I'm gonna text it to you, and then also uh, have a have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. May God uh, have uh, mercy on your soul. And I don't like to text, but I I'm willing to to text to spread that message once in a while. Once in a while, and that's the only reason I will text you. Now, now. 
<clears throat> now that that's out of the way, I'm not sponsored or anything, but I would love I would love to be. Um, I know that I know that Infowars doesn't have money to do that right now. Probably, most likely, I, I'm not. I'm, I don't know if that company's liquidated yet, but uh, surely it must be eventually. Um, assuming assuming Alex still owns most of it. <sighs> Oh my god. Call this the Sam Hyde filter, am I right, ladies? <laughs> call this the call this the shooter. Call this the shooter filter. He can Ah, oh, I fucked it up. Alright. Well anyway, uh I I learned how to be a dad from Watching old-timey television because my dad I don't know. I don't know what happened to him. I think he died early or something. So it was just me and mom and uh, You know, I don't think I want to be a dad, but I picked up on uh, What it was what it meant to be a man from these shows and when I finally had a kid in my life. I mm, I don't know. I was just every every stereotype of fatherdom you could imagine from television that came out before like the 90s okay <laughs> like television and and family dynamics that predate the 90s um and, and one of the main tropes that i loved you know ironically doing i would never genuinely say this to my own son to my own stepson uh, but I, I, I loved using terms of endearment like bud and sport and pal uh, because that is how I show uh, camaraderie with my non-offspring, okay? With the son that I, someone else's son that I'm raising. Um, <clears throat> and I always thought Gabriel would also make a good stepdad someday and that's, uh, that's actually what makes me most sad is that I, I was hoping to see the results of my parenting being passed on to the next generation uh, unfortunately that's not that's not the case i think he would have uh he would have found a nice single mom probably you know in his late 30s and he would have just been so worn down by life i think that he would have just settled you know and just been like all right well i'll just do i might as well do something with my whatever i've accrued up to this point whatever knowledge and and and, and resources i have now i'll share with this this poor single mom and her poor little son all right and they're gonna love it, and they're gonna love me, and they're gonna worship me, and that, that like, they owe me big time, alright? And they, they can never leave me, I own them, because... <coughs> what, what, what are they gonna do? What are they gonna do? Where are they gonna find a guy who wants to marry a chick with a kid? Come on, why buy a used car when you can buy new? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, man. Why, why, uh, why buy when you can rent, <laughs> when you can rent a hooker? <laughs> why buy a new car when you can rent a prostitute off the street? You know what I'm saying? Jafil, Jafil, and, and what kind of white guy is going to marry a brown Filipino woman? Come on, she's not even, <sighs> you know, she's way past her prime. Everyone knows Filipina chicks. They're dead meat after 20. They, they are meaningless and purposeless and uh, valueless. 
after age 20, which which is something I actually respect uh, 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 Joe, I respect Gabriel's dad for is, uh, you know, after kind of, you know, knocking up a, a, you know, a Filipino chick, you know, way past her prime, you know, hats off to him already, you know, good job. Uh, but he also forgot they're fucking crazy. He, he neglected to to do his research and find out that uh, that bitch would leave you in a minute, right? Which she did, which she did. Um, she got the kid and, you know, obviously he didn't have anything else going for him. So, you know, he was essentially a sperm donor, but not in the sense that he left. You know, he definitely wanted more. He just, uh, she just fucking hated him. And she just needed to fill that gap in her life uh, with a child. You know, it didn't matter from who, from whom. Uh, but, you know, she did what she did. She, she confused herself long enough thinking that she she really cared and loved this guy enough, long enough to have a kid. And then, boom, you know, boom, bam, 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 bam. You know, and then she beat the fuck out of him. And then I kicked him out of the house. All right, kept the kid. Now... That, I'm not saying that's how it usually goes. I'm just saying, like, can you can you reasonably expect anything different? No, that is that is what I'm trying to say. Now you may be wondering, hey, uh, what about you? You married you married her, but yeah, but I did it when she was, mm, she was on her knees, she was desperate, yeah, right, because she was so worn down, you know, because she had tried so many times to be a nice guy, and. You know, she just, I think she had resigned herself to just, you know, just alone. You know, just, I, all I need is me and my son. And that's a really good mindset to have is to put all the weight of your emotional and like physical needs on your son. That's a really good thing to do is to make your son your little guy, to make him your little man, right? And I saw that. I recognized that. And I said, wow, I can just slip in and I don't have to do anything. I don't have to do anything, you know, now I just get a wife who cooks and cleans and I don't have to be emotionally available because uh, she already gave that um, that responsibility to her son, right? Perfect, perfect. And I don't have to be a dad to the son and be emotionally available because he has his mom and they are, oh, they're fucking, they're fucking, you know, it's incestuous, basically. Uh, not actually, I don't, I don't think they actually ever fucked, but you know, I don't, I don't think... It was like that, but uh, it, it, it was something. It was something wrong. There was something wrong there. I don't really. <laughs> Oy vey. Um. Oh my god. So. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm sure Gabriel's talked about this history in depth already, but again, just wanted to give my point of view. Uh, I, you know, I was I was a good dad. I was a good dad. Honestly, I think if Gabe was still alive, he would look at his stepdad as at least maybe not the best parent but probably the one he respects the most and and that's only because he didn't he did not actually create he had no he had no uh hand in actually birthing you know uh gabe and creating gabe 
and that is something he respects more is someone who did not make you uh and then chose to like kind of just you know do a little something you know put play a little hand in there put a little you know because there's no expectation that wasn't your that wasn't your job that you know you you took on an extra you took on a side quest you took on a side quest of raising someone else's kid and uh you know gabe gabe had uh utmost respect for that and i think over time has learned to respect some of my idiosyncrasies you know i think he's he's kind of come he over time he learned to see that uh you know even a broken clock is right twice a day and, and that's in that's in regards to alex jones okay i'm not saying everything he says is right i'm just saying like you know uh there is there is some truth in there somewhere you know you just have to you just have to know how to tease it out and that's what i taught gabe so you know, I only wish we could have uh, bonded when I was really, when I got really bad towards the end of my life, which I'm not there yet. You know, I'm pretty paranoid now, but uh, I, I don't know if I'll get the full-blown dementia, schizophrenia towards the end of my life. And I always kind of had a, this sneaking suspicion that I would outlive his <clears throat> his biological parents, his biological step-parents, sorry, and that we would have a, a lovely relationship now that his his, you know... Because I, there was no way he was ever gonna get past this 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 angst of like why why am I here? It's because of you, you know. Like he could never move past that, and I think that was one of his shortcomings. That it would just it just kind of hurt, <coughs> hurt to watch. You know, he was just so upset uh, with life and having to be here and the burden of having the option to kill oneself at any point is tremendous. It's tremendous and. I mean, the reason I'm still here is because I have the option to kill myself. And that's, you know, and that's a flip side of that coin is like you have an escape. You have a way to to leave. You know, you have that freedom. Um, and it's scary, but it's also comforting. Okay. And I think a lot of people don't really, they don't, they don't think about it that way. Okay. They're, they're afraid of death, but death is, is inevitable, right? And I think death, you can use the fear of death to drive you forward. And I think that's kind of ultimately what motivates people is, is to find a way to either not think about it, to, to avoid the, you know, the reality of death, the inevitability of death, um, and use that to push you into something that will make you feel immortal, that will make you feel like you'll live past your lifetime, whether it's, you know, by having a family right or 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 like creating this piece of art that you think will will last for maybe at least another generation you know you'll leave your mark in some way shape or form either in people or in in objects or in places or ideas you'll leave ideas behind and i think that's why gabe was doing this little thing is because he had found no other way to feel like he was going to leave a mark because he didn't want kids because that was it's not fair to just try to create meaning by having kids and to to create like this sense of like not immortality but just this idea that you mattered you know this idea that that creating more people matters and that what you do for other people matters because the people matter but they only matter to us they only matter relative to ourselves this idea that there's this ultimate meaning based in anything we do is is retarded it's retarded that there's this this like 
you know, we attribute our own meaning to everything in our own lives. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a philosopher. I'm, I, you know, this is just what Alex Jones says. But like, I think. Gabe making his little content, making his little videos, you know, maybe he felt that somehow that would, that would carry on because, you know, it's, it, it was desperate. It's, it's out of desperation. I, I think, I think a lot of what he does is out of desperation. It's out of this, this desire to, um, to like break out, you know, to, uh, to fucking feel like, there's some there's some meaning and purpose in anything you know and and it's kind of this huge waste of time to keep throwing uh all this time and energy at something that you you deep down like you kind of doubt that um it'll ever ever culminate in anything and that's fine you know it's just that realization is really hard to to move past but once you do i think you know you can really I don't know you can you can create without feeling like it matters and that's kind of the the ultimate freedom that i that he would want that i would want for my my own son and uh, i know i'm inferring a lot but he did leave me a note um he did leave me some things uh for me to read and he just wanted me to essentially well an amendment first is uh to gabe's biological father statements about selling sex about the idea of selling sex um it's not that people who sell sex in general are stupid okay it's the people that what he really meant to say is that people who overtly sell sex in the form of pornography or things that are like clearly like it when it's actual sex you know when you're selling the body when you're selling nudity when you're selling an image that is just sex and the intent is sex that is retarded and what he's saying is that he, um it's because those people couldn't figure out a way to sell sex uh, more sneakily, uh, more subtly, because that's what every everyone sells kind of sex in a way. People who who market and and sell things, whether it's by their own appearance or what they allude to, you know, in their media, or sometimes it is sex, but it's not it's not pornography. It's not you know HBO does puts sex in everything. Every show or movie puts a little sex in there. Everyone's a little sexy. They're selling sex, but it's not that's not the main product or at least you're not made to believe it is, but it's certainly there all the time uh, in any sort of marketing campaign. It's this kind of illusion to sex. And I'm not saying those people are like much much smarter, more brilliant, but um they at least figured out a way to sell sex without selling sex. Okay? That's that's all. I think I think that's kind of what he was trying to say, um, you know. And even if you're not selling it traditionally, you know, like, like selling a product or an you know idea, um, you can leverage your sexuality to further your allegedly non-sexual career. And I'm not just speaking to my ladies; I'm speaking to anyone. Is you know, obviously, how you look is going to benefit you uh, in any in any field. Okay. So there's your sex, okay? 
I'm not. I never read Freud. Never read that fag. But you know, I'm just saying. It is all about sex. Um, you read this other thing. It's kind of depressing. Uh, I don't know if it really. I think I. I think we already. We already kind of talked about it. It's. It's. It's the idea that it's. It's easier to be alone than to have to deal with the consequences of like being uh, of being sad or angry or like disappointing other people because the recovery from like you know just dealing with that instead of just dealing with it yourself if you haven't learned to deal with problems on your own and how to be alone with it for a little bit and you always feel you need to like share that emotion with someone you eventually learn, I would hope, or at least if you're not like a complete sociopath, you understand that like things you share, things you express will affect other people. And if you, you know, if they submit to that, that's, I mean, obviously that's their decision to, to, to listen and accept that from you. But you in a way become responsible for kind of responding to their response you know it's not that you're responsible for how they feel it's not that you're responsible for like you know what they end up doing in response to what you you say or how you behave but it's if you have any like sliver of like empathy you will care you know and you will spend some amount of time and energy like doing something with that and that's like you know that's what it, you know and that's exhausting i don't know it's that's the point is just that you 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 it's if you can if you worry people like gabriel did all the time if you if you start to not just be like threatening yourself or threatening people or just you know just that you're like clearly like not having a good time you know and and you make it apparent to Gabriel or whoever, your loved one, that like you care and that you're concerned about their well-being. Uh, it is now that person or Gabriel's responsibility to kind of assuage your like your like whatever the sense of like obligation to like care is, you know, or like it's it's this idea that you now have to perform and make them feel better. Um, which you know, I think Gabriel was always really sensitive to because that's literally what his mom would do all the time. And that's that was their dynamic was that um, if Gabriel ever had an issue, if Gabriel ever was feeling shitty, you know, his mom would be motherly and and express you know something, but ultimately it was what from my from my point of view. It was very selfish on her on her part uh, because it's not his job to take care of her she would take it upon herself and take it very personally um, that her son was suffering you know she would take it upon herself to feel guilty that she was like a bad mom you know that she was doing something wrong because she couldn't like make her son be happy all the time and ultimately it wasn't it wasn't initially like her maybe surely there was something there you know but a lot of times it wasn't related to to Gabe's mom, but she, you know, she had nothing else in her life. And so 
if she based how she felt around how her son felt and how her son was behaving or succeeding or failing in life then you know everything gabriel does and reacts to is is kind of in, in servitude to his mother you know to his mother's well-being um and it's not to say again that that's her fault it's not entirely you know there, there there is a point where gabriel has to realize like you know that that's a separate thing but that's certainly that that we're separate people but certainly it has created a, a pattern that has kind of haunted gabe for the, the majority of his life and uh, i don't know what that's about i've never had that i mean i, I was a mama's boy but uh i don't think it was ever quite that bad i don't i don't think it i i don't know i mean i did spend most of my life alone until i met his mom so who's to really say who can really say um it's easier to be alone than to have to possibly deal with the consequences of being bad or sad or angry around people who care about you or having to later assuage people's concerns or to have this kind of conversation over and over just because someone's personal baseline is less than ideal for someone else and makes them uncomfortable. So I extend that idea to the way people feel like bad or guilty about like homeless people. It's like surely fine there are some people who genuinely just like want to help but a lot of that is i think just rooted in wanting to rid themselves of the guilt and discomfort that they they experience when they see someone so if that's what empathy is fine i don't think that's bad i don't think that's inherently wrong i don't think that's a, a wrong way to look at it or a, a wrong way to approach it you know if you feel something it's better than feeling nothing but I think people confuse this idea that like you know when they help it's because they genuinely like want to it's not that they do, they do genuinely want to see this person get better or like you know improve their life because because seeing and being hyper aware of their extremely shitty life is as a damper on their own lives it's a damper on their own well-being okay and so you find a balance, I think, where if you can help enough or feel like you're helping enough, it assuages that guilt. And to most people, that looks like a good thing. Okay, and it looks it looks good. It's not saying that everyone who does charity work or something is performative, but it certainly is self-serving that they need to feel fulfillment and that they need to feel like they're contributing to society in a way. And hey, again, not wrong, not wrong ultimately, because that is. In practice, it is a net positive, I think, for society. But in, in terms of like this, this, this kind of intrinsic motivation to to do good or to to help people or to want to see people succeed, is because it is it is a reaction. It is a reaction, and it is what you are trying to you are trying to achieve something internally when you feel or think something about a person or a situation. Um, so I understand people who just want to like ignore it because you know they choose not to do anything about it and i'm not saying that they're more like honest maybe they're just more oblivious or you know maybe they're just you know they, they can choose to be more ignorant about it um but it's almost more obnoxious to have people who say like i just really care about people i just really care about you but really it's because they're just they just can't sit with the idea of someone being like 
you know, having a, a different baseline or having a different idea of like what is a tolerable lifestyle, right? It's people that are uncomfortable with the way you live. And I know like someone being homeless is an extreme case or someone being mentally ill on the street is an extreme case of like, yeah, I think most people can agree that's like not a desirable thing. And like, I think does, it should make people uncomfortable that if you have, again, the slightest bit of empathy, you can put yourself in their shoes and be like, yeah, that would suck. Okay. No one wants to be in there, but are you doing it because you want that person to, to personally feel good? just on its own or do you want to relieve your own guilt that is all i want to that's that's all i think gabe is trying to say in this in this uh in this text message he sent someone that uh this text message that he's actually sent to multiple people and in different shapes and forms and has seemingly kind of kind of broken off a lot of uh relationships because it's having this dynamic where someone just like checks on you periodically around you know just when they like have this like suspicion that they're not having a good time when gabe wasn't having a good time he probably wasn't he probably wasn't but this like the 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 checking in periodically is ultimately not what's gonna help and that's not and that's something that gabriel recognized and that gabriel was very sure of okay and and it's very hard to express that idea to someone who like in their own mind feels like yeah i just want to help i like i just you know i'm just worried you know and but to gabriel all all gabe all gabe would hear when he hears that when he gets that message when he when he gets those phone calls is hey i feel bad can you help me feel better because you feel bad about me but i'm fine i'm fine where i'm at and now I have to spend energy and time assuring you that I'm okay so that you can be okay. Do you understand that? The, like, I even I understand that. I'm a fucking idiot. But, um, you know, I, I think people get offended because it's like, well, then, okay, well, I guess I'll just fuck off. No, you don't have to fuck off. Just, just don't do this, like, kind of condescending, self-serving thing you do where you feel like you're being a good person where you feel like obligated to be a friend uh, by checking in sure i'm sure most people don't think about it like that most people don't but gabriel thinks about it like that that's how gabriel sees those dynamics and those the way people approach like someone who lives like, so, like a somewhat alternative lifestyle you know and, and approaches life a little differently and approaches relationships a little differently people will look at that and say oh well he must be miserable oh you must be miserable because you're so alone oh you must be miserable because you you live alone maybe but maybe that's what like you know obviously you get you don't just arrive at that point in your life that's a culmination of lots of decisions and choices that someone makes it's not to say everyone wants that sometimes it's just what it is okay and for you to come around and say like hey uh the way you're living is really concerning me it's concerning me you are concerning me please give me something that will help me feel better about the way you're living please give me some evidence that like you're okay please do that for me they're asking something they're asking gabriel to do something for them okay So when Gabriel supposedly died, when he did die, we got lots of messages that said, 
Uh, hey. Is this real? Is this okay? Is he okay? Is this a joke? And that's really funny because if something did happen, if he really was dead, which he is, rest in peace, what are you asking for? When someone dies and you want to ask what happened, when you want to know things about what happened, what is the situation, who is that for? Why are you, like, are, is it so important to you to know what happened to someone? Does that really resolve anything internally to, to get, like, to, to, to move on with your life? Okay, and, and think about the person you're asking. Think about the person you're asking to, to give you that, to give you that information or to give you, because, because when someone dies, you, you want, you're, you're asking someone for comfort when you, when you tell someone else, you know, you're asking for someone to, to talk about it with you. All right. I'm not saying that's wrong. Maybe I am, but it's the idea that if he was dead, and you were talking to someone who was perhaps his family member or his friend. What are you doing? Don't do that. Don't talk to someone who's already a stranger. Don't talk to a stranger's family. What is wrong with you? That is so weird. That is such a weird way to handle the death of someone you don't even know. Is to start talking to their family leave them alone leave them alone if you really thought and you really do because he is think gabriel's dead leave him alone leave his family alone please i think i don't know i don't know how gabriel could have made it more clear that he alone when he was alive wanted to be left alone i don't know how how else he could make that more clear but, uh, I've seen the DMs. I've seen them all. Okay. It is indirectly asking me to relieve that discomfort instead of letting me just accept what it is like I've painstakingly learned to do over time. To move on from the idealism and FOMO that we're programmed to have and that we choose to burden each other with, okay? Nobody is entitled to happiness or fulfillment and to think differently would make me infinitely sadder, in my opinion. Now, I'll just finish what, what's here. Uh, I am more content with facing reality than having to lie to myself by creating another value system, attributing meaning and purpose to people and places and things arbitrarily so that I can keep living just for the sake of living. Uh, yeah. So my understanding with my little pea brain, my, my little, my little, my little pee pee brain is like I was saying is that he you know Gabriel's life wasn't 
where he ended up was not unintentional. It was a series of choices and decisions that, you know, good and bad, you know, but were nonetheless mindful and purposeful. And ultimately is that is that he made a choice to isolate his, himself as much as possible to get a better understanding of what any of the connections meant to have perspective because when you live a full life just always around people and attached to people and things and these ideas you never really take a step back and and feel what it's like to be outside of it okay the unfortunate part is that i think when you step outside of it there's no reason to return to that because you see how fucking how much of it is bullshit right to to create more false meaning and value to attribute more meaning to something that you have clearly seen has meant nothing ultimately you know you can live a full life believing in the things that you believed in when you were you know 18 you can surely do that plenty of people do that you know and then they build on top of it so so that they have this tower that it's 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 too fragile but it, it gets to take away any part of it to challenge the base of it is is scary for too many people and that's fine i'm not saying they should you know i think you need the majority of people to just keep doing that to have a functioning society you need to you need to have that there to to have what we have currently you know what what we experience right now in the United States, at least, is really truly a crumbling of like everything, of, of the meaning and the values that supposedly were built upon, and that has made us relatively successful or whatever up to this point. Uh, no, it's it's. I mean, it's it's all bullshit. The, the ideas, the integrity that we think we have, the pride that we think we have in our lifestyle is is it's retarded. But to challenge it is it would ruin people's lives it would ruin so many people's lives to to admit that it is bullshit because then what what else is there that's that's the thing is like what else what do you fill that gap with there's there's nothing there really isn't okay i get i get it i personally get it so believe in what you want because otherwise, you probably will be miserable. And if you need to believe that you're not, you know, you shouldn't be miserable to get by, fine. But I think what Gabriel's trying to say is that it's you. It, you can't to go back would be meaningless. To to now suddenly try to create meaning again. To like try to go, go back to that place is is really a step backwards okay it's not that you have to like now be for like forever alone and like you know be fucking like ted kaczynski now and and be like completely antisocial. but like it, it just wouldn't make sense it just it, like it, it there's no there's no ultimate you know you can get better you can get better but when for what reason you know people talk about like oh i'm gonna like fix my life and get my shit together 
For what? Because you want a thing? Because you want the thing? Because you want this, this concept of like, this emotion, this feeling of like fulfillment or happiness? So what? And then what? Now, I'm not a nihilist. I'm not saying nothing has meaning. It's all relative. I mean, we all create our own little ideas, but uh, we all create our own meaning. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Okay. Um, I'm not saying, and Gabriel's not saying that you shouldn't do that because it's necessary. Okay. You need that to, to escape your fear of death. Whether it's completely conscious or not, you need to feel that what you do, that getting up in the morning and doing your thing and going to work and raising your kids for like 20 years, maybe at least, hopefully, is, is enough. Because then, because otherwise, how would more people not kill themselves? I, I am shocked sometimes that the suicide rate is actually so low. I am shocked that it is not higher. Truly. It, it, it does blow my mind. <clears throat> now, am I projecting because I'm sad? Because I'm miserable? Sure. Perhaps. Am I projecting because I don't see how more people aren't miserable? Maybe they are. But, you know... They just haven't started a podcast. They just haven't found a way to express it. Like Gabe's dad, I always had this sneaking suspicion that he would actually kill himself. He just was too dumb to really articulate the possibility even to himself. You know, but I, I believe there was a deep sadness in there that it, it looked like the potential to to off oneself but again he just does to just did not have the capacity for abstract thought enough to even like approach an intentional death you know <laughs> oh man I'm gonna record it because I don't think I don't think it's happened like this. I don't think it's happened like this before. Not at least not in a long time. Okay? I don't think I've had a real what what may even be a real episode this time. Because every time, every other time has been this pussy ass like hypomania where nothing actually fucking happens. But this time I think I can make something happen. I think I can make something actually happen this time. And the problem is, I don't have a real gun. I don't have a real fucking gun this time, right? So I can't blow my brains out right now like I really think I could. I really feel like I have it. I have it in me. It's it's right there. I feel like I'm right on the... Like, there's this real clarity this time that 
If you put the gun in my fucking hand, I would blow my fucking brains out right now. None of this, what happens to everything here, none of this weird, like, right, like, like, roundabout way of being like, oh, what would happen to the uh, deluxe? What about my stuff? I gotta sell my stuff first. That's bullshit. If, I, if you're thinking like that when you before you kill yourself, you don't want to fucking kill yourself. If you care about what happens to your belongings or who's going to find your mess or who's who's going to fucking care at all, you know, you don't want to fucking die. But right now, in this moment, yeah, baby, let's fucking go. Let's fucking do it. Um... I am I'm, I'm I'm just I'm just uh, I'm sick of being attached to this shit. Uh, this 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 really it's the kind of thing you're supposed to say when you have like a fucking mansion. You know, you're supposed to say, Well what 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 was all it for? What was all this for? All accumulating all this wealth and um, I'm saying that now when I have nothing, when I live in a fucking box. Okay? No, I don't have nothing, right? Let me, let me, let me make sure that's clear to wherever this, whoever's watching this. Um, I'm gonna watch this because I'm not fucking gonna die tonight because I don't have a gun. But uh, hopefully, this this energy it'll carry on because I, I've not felt like this in a long time, and I love it because because most of the time I know it's gonna. It's gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back down, right? And that's boring, because it's so predictable. But right now, it feels really good, and it feels like this is really where I should be at, at all times. And this is like, I was thinking of this, I was thinking of this before I started recording, is that this is how I imagine my mom would feel when she said some of the worst shit in her life. I think she had... These moments of clarity that were that were honestly probably inspired from more you know like meaningful like moments of, of reflection and emotion and, and darkness and and then she kind of like hits this point where n nothing fucking matters anymore and that nothing you know it does like she just needs to like just be just just it's like raw it's like visceral and and she says things like you're garbage and that like you know I should have killed myself a long time ago like if I weren't for you I would have killed myself a long time ago. And she just says these things that uh, will just fuck fuck her life, you know. And she she just keeps she just keeps doing it, you know. She keeps hitting that pattern and just making it happen over and over again. And now she's sixty three, okay. And now she's sixty three years old, and she's left. I don't know. I don't know. Like I'm, I've only been in her life for for half of that. So, you know, I don't know who else she's affected like that. And. I kind of get it now. I kind of get it because I've hit that point a couple times. I'm only 28, but I've hit that point a couple times where I'm like, oh, yeah, there is some weird moment where you're like, yes, I do want to ruin this. I do want to ruin this completely so that I can feel so detached from the rest of my life that I can finally kill myself, that I feel like I finally burnt enough bridges that... There is nothing left to hold me back because that's the only thing that stops me in my mind is what would this person think? What would this person say? What? Oh no, this person, right? That is what keeps you back. And I think she's taught me right because what I've done, what I've spent the last four or five, who knows how long I've been really subconsciously doing it, 
But in a more physical sense, I've, I've definitely physically alienated and distanced myself from everyone that ever had any like, semblance of meaning in my life, right? I moved here, and I live in a box alone, and I've lived in a box and al alone. And the, the one mistake I made is, is adopting a cat, okay? But that, that hardly counts. I'm sorry, Lux. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I have to hear it, that I would have killed myself a long time ago if it weren't for you. I know that's a huge burden, but my mom passed that to me, and so I'm going to pass it on to you. All right, and you can do what you want with it. You can tell your kids someday if you want. How about that, Lux? How about you have your own kids so you can tell them you would have killed yourself if it weren't for your own kids? How about that? Is that what I should have fucking done? Is that the mistake I made is that I didn't have my own kids to pass that burden on to? Hmm? Is that, is that where I went wrong? now what I'm planning now and, and, and for anyone if, if this is for me to watch later this is uh, my, my current plan this is my current idea okay I have a semblance of hope for living in, in here living in San Diego my plan is that it's hard now because I have this stuff and I know I can sell the stuff, but I feel like in the process of selling the stuff, I will, I will get scared because there isn't like a, a next step. It's just like selling my stuff so that I can kill myself. And I, I know, I know like that, that means I don't want to do it. And I, maybe I don't, maybe I don't, but my plan, what, what seems appropriate because I, I'm so, I'm so tired. I'm, I'm really tired. And so, I'm gonna sell the stuff, but under the guise of moving to Tennessee. So what I'm gonna do is do all the steps as if I were moving to Tennessee. I'm gonna get a job. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get the nursing license. I'm gonna I'm gonna like find a place to live, right? I'm gonna sell my stuff, and you know, and then we'll see, and then we'll see what happens. But at that point. I am, am, am prime, I'm primed to kill myself, to be in the spot where if I'm even thinking like somewhat about what's happening, maybe I'll be close enough to this kind of edge I'm feeling right now where none of it should matter. Um, where I feel like I wish I could get in the car and then, you know, but I don't think I trust that would kill me. And that's the problem is I, I need to surefire away, which is the gun, which in California is hard to buy. So that's part of I think partially why also Tennessee or like anywhere else, you know, between Tennessee and California, I'm sure uh, it's much easier to get a gun, right? Assuming I'm not on a watch list yet. Um, so, that's the plan. And I, I guess I'll do that eventually, but, um, you know... I'm fucking, you know, that's it. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm fucking done. I'm fucking done. It's just because, like, because, because 
I don't want to spend more time distracting myself with more people and more hobbies. I'm at a place, I'm at a really, I've worked, I don't think people get this, is that it is hard to actually, like, it is hard to alienate yourself. It, it is, it takes a high degree of effort to, to, to cut people off, that if you've had connections, if you had a family, if you had friends, if you had things you cared about and invested time and energy into, it is hard to let them go. It is hard to push them away slowly. Not to, not to, it's, it's so easy to just be like, fuck you, you know, get out of my life. I didn't do that. No, I, I did this in a much more slow, steady uh, way because then I don't have to second guess it. You know, there's no, there, it's, it's, it's easier to transition to being alone if you do it slowly and you kind of just drift out of people's lives, which is what should happen anyway. But, uh, a lot of times people at least try to manage at least a couple, you know, they, they pick and choose what they can afford the time and energy to, which is smart, which is natural, which is fine. That's part of growing up. But what I've done is made sure I did none of that. Um, I, I, did, I maintained none. Okay. And I let them all fizzle out in a way that no one has to feel concerned. No one had to feel like, let me interject or let me let me stop him from doing this because it didn't feel abrupt. It felt natural. It felt it was a sad, you know, oh, goodbye. He just kind of moved on with his life, and that's that's just what it is. And it was it, it was harder than I imagined to to not want to try to salvage like anything. You know, it it takes a lot to hold back from just hitting people up more periodically, just every couple of seasons. You know, and I got to that point where I was only talking to people every couple months, you know, people that I used to hang out with all the time and talk to all the time. And again, natural progression, but I've gotten to a point where I can just ignore their messages and it's like not a big deal to, to anyone. And, but it was, there was, I mean, it was an awkward transition phase. It was an awkward length of hair uh, to have for a, a, a while, and I'm on the other side of it, and what I can, I don't think I, I can I can go back, because if I try to go back, and not that I want to, it's just like, what would the point of that be? What would the point, like, what does that mean? What does it look like to try to, like, reconnect with, with your world? I, I, like, I, I'm, I'm seeing it from, like, not even a, a depressive like looking glass anymore. It's it's very much supreme clarity as to like what what my life has been and what my life is now, um, and what it could be and what it could what could it, what could it, it could end up being is what actually I see most clearly, and I don't like it and that's fine and like. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying what I, what it's going to turn into is bad necessarily. And I'm not saying I couldn't change what it would be. But I think what it, what it would require of me to change it in, in any meaningful way, the, the change itself is not meaningful. You know, the ch to change your life for the better or for the worse is ultimately just not meaningful. And this is not like a, a child really hard not to be like a like, ultimately just, like, nihilistic about, like, ah, nothing matters. Does it, does nothing matter? Yeah, I guess. But, like, that's, 
I'm not speaking on anyone's life. I'm not speaking on everyone's like meaning and purpose. This is for, for me. This is for me. I, it, mine doesn't matter. Do we get to determine how much we about like we value ourselves? Yeah, I think that's important for you to be able to determine like your own value. I think enough people don't even think about how much they really offer to society or how much they want to offer to society or not that it matters because because <laughs> what is what is society's value? I don't know. That's another. You get what I'm saying is that. Um, I don't value my place in society, and I know life happens around me. I understand that it's not my life; it is life in general. I get, I get it. Okay, I get, I get it. I get the cliches. I'm not a philosopher, but um, you know, uh, but yeah, I've smoked weed once. Uh, yeah, I've done, I've done psychedelics once. Yeah, I, I you know, I get the bigger picture. Um, and but all the more reason to, to take myself, uh, to remove myself from it. And, and not even ultimately, you know, I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm as, being dead, I'll be just as much here as I am alive, is how I see my life. It's not that I'm not impactful, I'm just always going to be as impactful as I am currently. And that's not a bad thing, okay? But I think... The degree of, like, I don't know, like, what I take away from other people's lives, maybe, or, like, the energy that somehow I consume and then expel or produce or, or use can somehow be diffused amongst, you know, the other billions of people in the world, in the world, you know? Like, it's one of those ideas that it's not really a selfless act, ultimately, but... It, it, it is inspired by so, a more selfless idea, maybe, is that uh, it's not that I would take up less, you know, space or, like, food or something like that. It's just maybe just, I, I don't know. It's so easy to just want us to be like, yeah, there should be no people. But I know that's cringe. No, it's cringe to just say, oh yeah, there should be no people here. Yeah, there should be no people. Yeah, people suck. Boo fucking who? Shut the fuck up, dude. Um, go abuse women if you're gonna have ideas like that, okay? If you're gonna, if you're gonna start having ideas about there should be no people, people are fucking parasite, then go, go get married and beat your wife, okay? Because anyone who says that kind of shit is probably just uh, an abuser, and um, and they're just fucked up. And that's why I'm not married, because I'd, I'd be beating my wife. That's why I'm not in a committed relationship. <laughs> so, so I'm not in a committed relationship, because I would, you know? Um... Hmm. Ladies, <laughs> ladies, hello, uh, I'm gay and I'm your host, Geraldo, you're listening to episode 56 of Geraldo's Edge Game, the premier edge and coomcast, podcast, comcast, now, 
shot vertically. Hey. Ooh. Oh, I've had COVID for like a week. I haven't like worked out in a minute, so like I might not be like in my best shape right now. <laughs> but mentally, I'm 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 flexing. Mentally, I'm on the top of my game. I'm in the best shape of my life. <laughs> but, 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 but. God, motherfucking damn. God motherfucking damn! God motherfucking damn! <laughs> God motherfucking damn! 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 God, motherfucking damn! Back. Back. <laughs> Back. Back. God, motherfucking damn! God, motherfucking damn! God, the motherfucking damn! What I wished, what what I really wanted, what I thought would have been the ultimate irony, the ultimate irony would have been to 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 um, have made the memorial videos right would have been to have made the memorial videos and have those. Um, and then to have died, either either before I could upload them, or between the time I upload them, and it became more brutally obvious that I wasn't fucking dead, and that would have been hilarious. That would have been hilarious if if I actually died, if I was, or if I was able to kill myself in that time, if I had found, you know, having spent so much time fixated on my own death. And faking my own death, uh, that I found the time and motivation and energy to actually end it. I think that should have been how it ended, because then everyone would be like, "Oh, he's he faked his death," and then everyone, you know, would be boy who cried wolf, boy who cried suicide by cop, and then no one would actually look into how I actually died um, in an unrelated you know, accident. That should have been it. And that could still happen. Right? Because I'm talking about the idea now. So clearly I still have the idea. And you're listening to me talk about the idea. And, um... And, like, you don't know what's... You still don't know what's a joke. I mean, you know... You know I didn't suicide by cop. But, like, you know I think about it, though. You know I think about it. And you know you don't need a real gun to do that, right? You don't need a real gun to suicide by cop, which is 
the beauty of it. Um, that's the accessibility of being able to buy a replica Glock. Um, and you don't even need a real looking Glock, honestly. You just need a stick. A black stick or a big rock, you know, or... I don't know, a, a dildo, a big black dildo. Probably looks like a gun. Like a rifle. <laughs> um, the point being is... Um, Is it part of is this part of the is this part of the shtick, the uh, the the sad clown? Is this the shat the sad clown shtick that I'm such a big fan of? Probably, yeah, yeah, it probably is. I'm kind of losing my thunder, but I don't know. I was just getting tired. I just, just wanted to do a different. <sighs> God, motherfucking damn. Fucking, I fucking, I fucking hate it, dude. I fucking hate it. I fucking hate it here. I fucking hate it here. Anyway. Someone buy the merch. It's real merchandise, by the way. I, I, trying to plug the fucking website. Trying to plug the website. And X videos, <laughs> X videos think some act like I'm actually. They they thought I was actually dead, because they sent me a a message that was like we can't approve your website one because it's uh there's a <laughs> there's a picture of a toddler, and we don't want to associate with that, and uh, the picture, the toddler picture in question on my website, um, which is goodluckgabe.life, is, uh, is a stock model pic um, that was a sample produced by Printful for the youth sizes of one of my t-shirt designs, which is, uh, I believe, one of the Rachel Doljal collection designs uh, featuring her face uh, imposed on a, a picture of 9-11 uh, and the smoke is her hair. Anyway, I put that, uh, I painted that in youth sizes and so there was a model of a uh, toddler, uh, a, a very uh, a white angelic looking toddler uh, wearing that shirt and they didn't like that. So that was the, their one gripe, that was their first gripe and then the, the second gripe was that um, uh, oh, it appears that this is, uh, uh, it mentions that there's someone who died, and then also the porn, and the emails just seem like someone who was written by someone who's fucking just dumb, just someone who's an idiot, but I think is supposedly uh, their best English speaker on the, on the X videos moderation team, or whoever their representative is who's contacted. It seems like the same kind of person who writes... X videos like website announcements because they also sound fucking retarded. So I'm hoping it's the same person. I'm hoping it's just one person who's doing this because I I hope they're not all that retarded. But you know, why wouldn't they be? Why wouldn't they? It's probably just Euro trash running a website. Um, give me your website. I'll run it better. <laughs>
uh, or at least, or at least let me talk to you, at least let me moderate, you know, for your English-speaking patrons, uh, to save them some frustration. Um, anyway, so, they were like, yeah, we don't like that, it's a, it's like a dead guy memorial, and then they ended it with, uh, and who are you? Do you have the rights to monetize and, and, uh, you know, make merchandise of the deceased? And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, so, and so it, it means they think I'm actually dead. So they think someone, who maybe my family met, my actual family, made the merchandise, made the website, made the memorial video, uploaded the memorial video, which they approved already anyway, so they're technically already profiting very minimally, but nonetheless, they are profiting from my memorial video, which I thought just, I, I just assumed people would, thought, would think it's fake and would realize it's fake, but clearly it's not. So they acknowledge, at least temporarily, that, that, or they thought that I am actually dead and have approved the video to be monetized. It is monetized as soon as I uploaded it. So, I'm not saying it proves my fucking point, but it proves my fucking point. And so anyway, so they thought, <laughs> so they're profiting off the video, off of my death, allegedly, and then they're accusing me, the person who made the website and made the merch and made the more video, of uh, being someone uh, taking advantage of the deceased as well. Okay? Now, I know the irony isn't really that sweet in this case because there's not a really, there's no big payoff in the end because all it is is one little interaction and, you know, they go about their day and they continue to, to do their thing because. When is this going to come up again? When are they going to have another content creator maybe die, you know, in their arms? Probably not. I don't know. I don't know. They'll probably, probably never get that message. Um, but surely it has to be more common than, like, you know, I, I don't know how it happens on other platforms, but... So I sent them a selfie, a timestamp selfie, um, that says it's me, Geraldo Rivera, the original creator of this website, of this Xvideos account, and I am still alive today, this date and time. Please do not, uh, please, please help. Also, I will delete, I, I deleted, I changed, I changed, see, I, I changed the obituary, they didn't say what they wanted, so I did, uh, I moved the obituary around, so that's a little harder to find, and then I also added a disclaimer, which is one of the suggestions I suggested in my message was to make it approved, you know, uh, they're like integrating with another website, Sheer.com, and so that's why they're buckling down or whatever. Anyway, I got I got rid of the toddler picture for now. If you want one, let me know. <laughs> if you need a if you need a toddler size 
Rachel Dolezal all tea, let me know. I'll just I'll just make it by hand and I'll mail it to you myself. You send me your address. Um This is fucking stupid. Well, this is good. I'm gonna I'm just gonna throw this in the episode. I'm gonna throw this uh, either at the end or in the I think it'd be funny to throw this in the middle of a video. I'm gonna do another one. I'll do I'll do like a half I'll do a split. I'll do a half hour split and then uh, I'll throw this in the middle. So there's will be fifteen in the front and fifteen at the end. And now that we're at the end of this one, I enjoy the last fifteen minutes uh, of more horseshit. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this intermission. Uh, I'm okay. I'm not going to kill myself right now. So don't call the authorities yet because I don't want to be um, involuntarily committed. And then I can't. And then I can't actually do it. So please don't be a fucking uh, narc. Okay. God motherfucking damn. 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 Fuck. God motherfucking damn. God motherfucking damn. God motherfucking damn. Uh, anyway, he also put a video uh, for me to put in this episode, so uh, I may have already put it in by now. You know, I didn't. I didn't really know what would be a good spot for it, but hope you liked it. Hope, hope that. Hope it made sense. Hope it. Hope it kind of uh, explained some things. Hope it clear. <laughs> hope it clears things up for you. Uh, I know we're just we're just trying to tie up loose ends here now. You know he's been dead for a minute, and there's a lot. I don't know if there's much left to be said. You know he's uh, Gabriel has made his points, whether they're valid or not. Again, irrelevant, and. Uh, Whatever's left is, uh, you know, stupid, so. It's fake and gay, right? Anyway, it's bedtime sport. Lights out. Time for bed, bud. Cops are here. Good luck and good night. <laughs>